community is immune to the dangers of substance use and addiction. Within the Menominee tribe, we've all seen the impacts firsthand. That's why we need to talk about it as we join together to bring this problem out in the open. In this podcast, we'll focus on education, highlight resources that are available, talk about initiatives underway to deal with this public health threat, and smash stereotypes that we all have about addiction. The Talk About It podcast is an initiative of the Menominee Indian Drug Addiction and Intervention Team with your hosts, Sheena and Gary. On this episode of the Talk About It podcast, we have Tribal Legislature Myrna Warrington and Menominee Indian School District Superintendent Wendell Waka. Welcome, Waiwanan, for joining us. Would, would you both be able to tell us a little bit about yourselves? Uh, yes, my name is Myrna Warrington. I sit on the Menominee Tribal Legislature. I chair the Health and Family Committee, and I've been involved with ACES and Trauma-Informed Care since nine, uh, 2014, officially. Actually, 13. And uh, I continue to be involved and in wanting to get the community involved and educated in the adverse childhood experiences issue so that we learn how to uh, help others, especially children. Hey, Poso. Um, my name is Wendell Waka. I'm the superintendent of the Menominee Indian School District. I've been working in education for about 34 years. I'm a tribal member, and I still still call my Neopit my, my home. So um, people may have heard the term ACEs, um, but for those that may not know what that means, can um, you guys explain it to us? Can I do a little history first, which I sure. usually do? Yeah. Uh, back, I went to a conference uh, with Indian Health Service back in 2012, and I got a report about the um, statistics of child neglect and abuse for our community, and I became alarmed about it, so I brought it back, and we uh, discussed it at length with leaders, and we ended up, several of us going down to the state to meet with, at that time, Secretary Margaret Anderson, who was a head of uh, children and families. And it was a good move because they uh, come up here that following spring with, at that time, the First Lady, Mrs. Walker, and offered the tribe, Menominee tribe, to be a part of a pilot project, which involved just three communities in Wisconsin, which was the Menominee Tribe, the Harumbe community of Milwaukee, and another place, another county up north, I can't remember. But we became involved then with what was called Fostering Futures, and that was heavily covering uh, ACES events, adverse child experiences. So that's where we got started, and we came back and started our part, after we got trained, come back and started our part um, of the pilot project in getting a core group together to be educated on ACEs, and uh, then went about putting together a plan to educate our community on ACEs. So, but can you explain like exactly what is meant by adverse childhood experiences, what that means? Well, 
Yes, I can. It's <laughs> kind of self-explanatory where children have uh, bad experiences, dangerous experiences, um, mm -hmm. emotional experiences during their childhood. Could be anything uh, with um, abuse, either sexual, behavioral, emotional abuse, mm -hmm. and that affects their behavior, their life, and anything that they're doing, which is why it is so important that we are aware mm -hmm. of children that you don't actually know if they've had any kind of adverse experience unless you actually sit down and talk to them. Mm -hmm. And so um, we have been working with it all this time, except for that little stop with the pandemic. But yes, it's been in the schools and the programs as much as we can. In the community, we've done some uh, forums. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, we try to um, educate people on how to do that and how to treat children. It's so important that children um, are treated very um, uh, gently because mm -hmm. I always said that, you know, when I was working in the schools, you just don't know when the children get off the bus what they've been through. Mm -hmm. whether at home, um, in the community, um, you know, the staff, bus drivers, cooks, things like that, and teachers, everybody needs to be aware that a child is probably, could be going through some bad experiences, and you need to f try to help them through those. So it's more, it's not necessarily just that, you know, people are going, or children are going through these traumas, or maybe adults have gone through them, but also kind of how that affects everything else, right? Exactly. Yeah. I might <clears throat> just add that, and, and Myrna touched on, the ACEs are, you know, they're, they're traumatic events that happen to young children mm -hmm. um, anywhere from age 1 to 17. And then she explained the different categories, whether it's abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse, could be mental health, um, separation of parents. But what's really important is that those those things that happen, they happen inside of us. Mm -hmm. And what happens is they, they come and play out later in life in our adult years, maybe in our 30s and 40s and 50s. Okay, with that then, um, in what ways do um, adverse childhood experiences lead to adult trauma? I'll give one example. If, if as a child you didn't have a caregiver who could teach you how to um, handle your emotions. As you get older, you then, you might have a hard time forming positive relationships with adults. Mm -hmm. So again, it's things that, that were passed on to us. And again, we don't blame our parents because it didn't, it, something happened to them too. And uh, and so I think what what happens is whether you take maybe it's it's how we process our emotions or maybe we can't be we can't be vulnerable because we haven't been taught how to process our feelings and then we get older and then all that stuff just bottles up and then it just and that's kind of where the um, the drug and addiction part of it comes in too, right? I would say yes, because that's, that's one of the ways, because, mm -hmm. you know, you, you suppress and you, yeah. you look for those outlets, and that's one way you escape. You turn, you turn to substance use. 
but I'd, I'd, I'd defer to Myrna. That's more of her background. <laughs> so ACES has actually a little assessment where you ask uh, 10 questions, and it has leads to that kind of thing where, you know, they um, had a parent that went to jail or they have violence in the family. Um, they're neglected, abused. So there's 10 questions that you ask people, and you do this on adults, actually, because then you find out that it goes back, they find out that it goes back to their childhood on things that happened to them and why they have that behavior today mm -hmm. or that health problem today. And mm -hmm. so it's a nice little scale that gives you anything from one to 10. If you've had an ace, one ace, then there are some issues all the way up to 10 aces where you know just really ha are at risk for different um, difficult behaviors, health problems, um, mm -hmm. you know, just an array of problems if you've had those different uh, adverse experiences in childhood. And so that is where we started from was looking at um, different people that had, would do these for us and the people that we trained and do the, the little A scale for them. Mm -hmm. And uh, just it's not saying, yes, this is going to, be the way it is, right. it says a possibility or you are at risk for those kind of things going on. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, in what ways you see um, our, our community dealing with ACEs play out in schools? I, I would say there's a couple ways we see it. Um, kids who have a hard time, they're, they're dysregulated, <clears throat> and they, they have a hard time expressing their emotions, and sometimes they lash out, and, and what we have to do is find them a safe place so they can process emotions. Mm -hmm. If we send them home or we suspend them, that, 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 that's not the answer. And again, a kid, a kid needs to understand how, how those emotions affect them. I think another one that's pretty common that we see is um, we see in, uh, more and more kids being placed on medication for ADHD mm -hmm. and I think what I've what I've learned about the whole ADHD is that that's the body's natural response to trauma in their lives that they couldn't handle so they suppressed it mm -hmm. they tuned it out in what ways are traumas identified within the schools can I add? Go ahead. I just wanted to add um, how great it was when we start implementing this in the schools uh, with Wendell with um, K to 12, but also in Head Start, and that they implemented um, Head Start Trauma Smart, mm -hmm. and so that the teachers were learning that you know the children you would need to really see what was going on with them, when any kind of behavior type things. And I believe they even have those little faces because the kids can't say, yeah. I'm sad today, I'm mad today, I'm happy today. And so they have those little faces where they can point them out or pick them up. And so that would tell those teachers, this is how this child is feeling today. Mm -hmm. And that is so important that they know that so that they can uh, um, help that child through the day or even, you know, go further and, and talk to the um, supervisors and stuff and see what they can do to help the child. Because you know, the sooner you help our children that have bad experiences, the better off their you know, lifetime will be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Sorry. No, that's all right. That's um, all we're supposed to do this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what types of help are available for students that are dealing with these traumas? Well, we, we have a number of resources that, that we use. In, in one, we've tried to create in every classroom a safe space mm-hmm. where the kids can go, you know, um, it's not a timeout but where they can go and, and regulate themselves. They can actually go there by themselves. We have fidget toys, or so, you know, whether we call it uh, um, peace, uh, a, a peace zone or a safety zone or a regulation station, we have that. But another one that we have that's probably a little more um, um, on the scale is we have reflection rooms. And when a kid is so dysregulated, we can get them to a room where we can work with them on their emotions mm-hmm. versus sending them home. Yeah. And, and once we can get them regulated, then the goal is to try to get them back into the classroom. So, so those are steps that we, we've put in that I think are, are very helpful. And people are trained in this, which is very important. Yeah, so with that, um, can you, one of you maybe go a little bit more in depth about what, what the training is that staff are receiving? I can do that. We, um, before the pandemic, all the, most of all the programs on the reservation were trained in ACES and trauma-informed care. They actually got little certificates in their windows or whatever to show that, yes, they were trained. And so that all stopped with the pandemic. And there's only right now only three of us that are trained to do ACES presentations. And so what we've done is we've approached the train the trainers people and we're having them come here in October, October 5th and 6th, to do training for others so that we can have trainers. So it's several of us, we're gonna do 20 of them. And so there'll be several of us that can do training within the community, within the agencies, um, anything that, events that happen. And usually they ask for someone to come in and train their programs. And so we'll be able to do that in October. October 4th, there's actually like a half a day of training just to kind of find out what ACES is all about, which is going to be good. And we're, we'll be putting out a we'll be putting out a flyer pretty soon here because we're just now firming up the time and the place and things like that. And so it's going to be really good. We're trying to recruit people that from different areas. Mm-hmm. You know, with the schools, we'll want someone in there for that. And uh, um, the tribal programs, the clinic, Manasekia mm-hmm. Casino over there. So we want people all over that can do regular training in the community. Because there's turnover, you know, so a lot of people don't really know what this is. And I, I can feel that slipping through the cracks of the knowledge of trauma. And so we're really glad we can put this on. It doesn't cost anything. So... We're really glad these people have agreed to come up and train an additional 20 people. So, and that'll be available after October. Okay, awesome. Um, What do you think parents in the community need to know about ACEs? I'll jump in. I think First of all, ACEs are, they're, they're real. Um, they're not a death sentence. Mm-hmm. And, and, and again, 
it's it's something that's happened to us. Um, it's something that we can learn to manage. We can help people build resiliency to offset the aces, or sometimes they say your your resiliency can trump your aces. But but again, I I, I think it's important that we don't blame people. We don't label. You know, it, it's unfortunately that, and and I know Myrna can speak to this better than than I can. Is we have to take our aces and go back to a historical perspective of that boarding school, mm-hmm. because that's a whole nother layer of trauma that not just if, uh, impacts families, but that impacted our community. And so, I think if we were to help parents understand that, hey, it, first of all, it didn't start with you. Mm-hmm. It did, and it's not going to end with you. Mm-hmm. But it, it is important to be educated about it. And I think we, we do have to do more around that historical piece of the boarding school. So, um, Can I add to that? Oh, yeah, sure. I was really glad and happy and proud of the fact that um, a resolution was developed to highlight the school for implementing ACES and trauma in their school district. Mm-hmm. And that was um, from, do you remember where that resolution is? Congressional? Congressional resolution. Or Senate. Resolution. Yeah. Senate. And it was, you know, Senator. passed and promoted and presented to show how well Menominee and the schools are doing with putting uh, information out there about ACEs and trauma-informed care. Yeah, great. Um, okay, so... Somebody, maybe adults that um, have had, you know, these experiences or these traumas, they might think that that's just a normal part of life or, you know, how, how can someone go about identifying trauma that may have impacted them? I think that goes back to the ACEs, the scale to, to kind of... Yeah. Uh, identify some things that happened when they were young and uh, again there's kind of like three categories here of you know with the first part it was a hundred people that were um, they were asked about their ACEs and you know with very small numbers zero you know only one in 16 smokes and one in 69 are alcoholic one in 480 use IV drugs and one in 14 have heart disease you know but then if you go up to more like around three aces you know one in nine smokes one in nine are alcoholic one in 43 uses IV drugs and one in seven has heart disease and going up further up higher up the scale with around eight aces you one in six smoke, one in six are alcoholic, one in 30 use IV drugs, and one in six have heart disease. And I'm sure that those numbers are changed now because of just the way our nation is with the use of drugs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you got to think about their ACEs score. Does that affect the reason why they did turn to drugs mm-hmm. and the issues that happened when they were young and they just can't deal with them at this time? But... I like to say that Indian people are resilient and that they can find ways to come come back from that mm-hmm. and, and lead a, a positive life. And so, you know, just looking for those resources with their 
with the help of the clinic, you know, with the help of counselors, with the help of different resources in the community to be able to um, find those answers to be resilient and come back because, you know, we're still here after all these what, thousands of years, mm-hmm. you know, and um, we just need to keep our tribe intact and help anybody we can, anytime we can, so, and we re- make those referrals. And we did have, we just developed a really nice brochure that gives um, <laughs> all the resources in the community for different programs and different mm-hmm. things that issues that they might have problems with and that'll be available pretty soon because it's done we just got to make it available I, i'd like to add i think if we could tell adults <clears throat> that what happened to them they was it, it was a normal response to something abnormal in their life mm-hmm. so for instance if if parents weren't available mm-hmm. and and a child needed that that structure or they needed that 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 support and guidance mm-hmm. and, and and it wasn't there mm-hmm. then about your body takes on a natural response of well how am i going to cope with this right. and again it's not anybody's fault you know if we want to go back we, we know who to blame you know we <laughs> yeah. can go back to the federal government you know mm-hmm. but again i think it's important to to let adults know you know that hey what you were doing at the time was what you thought was right mm-hmm. based on your circumstance. Sure. And I think a lot of this is not just parents, but it's grandparents. Sure. Because mm-hmm. grandparents are parenting. Yeah. Great grandparents are parenting. <laughs> yeah. So it's very important to get that information out to them as well. Sure. And so, you know, doing what we can to do this training and make it also part of our maybe our next forum that we do. Mm-hmm. which um, this fall we're doing a forum. The students at the high school, the SAD chapter, will be doing a forum in the community for the different issues in the com- that they are experiencing, and they want to invite everybody. I thought they'd just want to do the high school and the mm-hmm. schools, but they want to do everybody, and so they're, on it. they're um, right now planning out that forum, which they're looking at October, but you know we still have to finalize the date. Okay. Is there anything else that we should know about ACEs? Any final message, maybe? I think I'll throw one out there that, you know, when we think about the opioid epidemic, you know, the substance issues in our community, if we really take the time and look what's beneath those, you're going to find a lot of childhood trauma Mm -hmm. unresolved. Mm -hmm. And we as a community need to go back and help them heal that, Mm -hmm. especially because some of that is so deep. Mm -hmm. And and I think that's that's an opportunity we should be taking a look at. Also, last Monday, I was very honored to be part of a ceremony over near Manaqua where they did a, a ground blessing for where they're going to start building an adolescent treatment center, which has a capability of 36 beds, and it's really in a beautiful area, and so that'll be a, a place where our, our children can get assistance and help in these areas that mm-hmm. they thought was the answer to some of their problems. But we're very excited about that building getting done and up and taking in kids.
Thank you for listening to the Talk About It podcast. For more information on addiction or substance use, as well as recovery resources, please contact the Manosakia Wellness Center at 715-799-3835, the Menominee Tribal Clinic at 715-799-3361, or the Menominee County Human Services at 715-799-3861. Recovery coaches are also available 24-7 by calling 715-972-3280. The Talk About It podcast is produced by the Menominee Tribal Communications Department.